But let's give that a try, boys. Copy okay. Hell. We're All live. Right. Uh, Down counselors. Did you, did you uh, check out that podcast? I started to. Yeah, I need to set aside time. I want to listen to the whole thing. <sighs> they mention a documentary in there called Mirage Men. Yeah. Which, if you have not lost faith in your government, this will pull the plug and plunge the rest of your faith right down the drain. There's no <laughs> point in believing anything any of them says, ever. Well, I, I think I've reached that point. I, I think I reached that point 40 years Everything ago. <laughs> they say on both sides is a lie. And like you've said, Such, all they care about is extending their life on the third rail. Mm-hmm. And it's all lies. That's why I think uh, term limits, et cetera, would be a great idea. But they'll never happen, of course, because you, the people who'd have to vote on it are the ones we're talking mm-hmm. about. Are we going to get hit with the blizzard? What do they say now? Three to six for us? Three to six, a lot of wind? For the metro? I don't think we got to practice space management on this. No. 50 on Sunday? You Let better not. Nope. Yeah. We had 15 inches of snow on this day in 1985. Wow. Are we doing the show already? No, I'm just warming <laughs> up because I love my weather stats. Just warming up. I got an apology in, in an email. How about that? I've never gotten one. Well, the, remember the email you read yesterday when the guy, guy Oops, called geez. me a, a liberal whiner? Yeah. He, he said that was meant to be funny, and Joe read it like, you know, like it wasn't oh. meant to be funny. Oh, he, he said, so I, I apologize. He said, I, I think you sound like a really, and here's what he said, cool dude. Oh, I see. I sound uh-huh. like a cool dude. Yeah, cool dude. So I answered him and said, thank you. That's very nice. I, I wasn't hurt by it. Don't worry. I know a guy who just got in a terrible snowmobile crash. Is he okay? No, no. No. He he crashed March 17th, and he's not uh, functioning yet. My glory days are long over. I I don't try anything anymore. I just sit there and flick the throttle. I, I went snowmobiling once in my life, and that was in Yellowstone. And so yeah. I've been to the Holy Grail. Once you do it, yeah. why do I no, need to do it? Well, because you did it on a pig, and you stayed on that groomed trail, yeah, and right. you were, uh, if I remember right, you can't go over 40 or something. Yeah, that's fine with me. Yeah, so you were actually in the, the snowmobile capital of the world, yep. and you could have, instead of going east, you could have stayed on groomed trails and gone to the west and gone up to the top of, what is it, Two two Top or whatever the hell it's called? Old and, and you would have been able to see all of Idaho <laughs> and uh, the Tetons. Yeah, and then an avalanche would have come and wiped And um, <laughs> No, it, it, they have groomed trails. You would have been safe the whole time. No, I'm. I I have no regrets about the trip. The other, but but you that. riding the sled once does not make you a snowmobile. No, no, I'm a snowmobile. 
I, I have a, a uniform and a patch. <laughs> uniform. The, the certificate. I have a badge. <laughs> no, I, I'm a, I don't, don't tell me I'm not a stone. Okay, I won't. I, I, I retract that statement. <laughs> yeah. uh, on a two-up, four-stroke, don't doing 30. It's with amazing. a guide in front of you. It's amazing how resented they are by the people who work on at the gas station. And you know where else you get that on the Gunflint Trail? Yeah. Uh, you get a lot of the snowshoe snobs that uh, look down at you, but yet we're the ones that pull into the local bar and drop a hundred dollars each. Right. You know. I don't know where he went. Uh, Food. I don't know. Lunch. <laughs> lunch. He's in the lunch room. Get lunch. <laughs> I am supposed to say hi to you guys from Angela. Oh. Who's that? Me, Angie. Oh, Angie. Yeah. Sent me an email this morning. What? Well, why? Out of the blue? Oh, uh, yeah. She just, you know, about every three, four, five months, we send each other one. Just say hi, Angie. Doing. Is she a member of the town council? Not oh, that I'm aware of. She's uh, smarter than that. I mean, uh, probably. Uh, <laughs> excuse uh, um, uh, yay, yay, yay. Boy, you weren't thinking there, were you? Yeah, uh, I'm usually not thinking. Their first kid is seven years old, which. Oh, that hurts. I'm like, huh? Were seven. Like, huh? I was like that, Joe. No, I was like that. No, you no. weren't like, huh? You were something similar to that. Yeah, well, that's just like your opinion, man. That's right. Well, that's just like. <sighs> Trying to get everybody not to use the word like. I know. Uh, I, I don't do it as much as I used to. Thanks to you, actually. So. so can I just throw away the front page, the whole front section? You wanted me to read the election uh, proposal from yesterday. Oh, God. Uh, I, I retract that statement, too. <laughs> Uh, it was a lot uh, of retractions, Kenny. Lawmakers targeting election information. <laughs> no, it's the one on the right side. It's the one I'm just reading. Yeah, that's the one. And I, I read it, and uh, I don't think I kept it. I was wondering what your suspicions were. Uh, no, it was the um, the disinformation. Rocky. Joe, 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 what? It was the disinformation bill. I read it. Okay. That's the one I'm talking about. What okay. I'm concerned. Um, I think it sends us down a uh, rickety road, bridge, trail, narrow, and ending in a everything, box canyon dead end. Does. Everything does. Rook, give me the ad. Let's go. And what happened? Oh, they killed me. Mm -hmm. That's an old mountain man joke, Joe. <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, leaving the room. See you, Rook. Ready? What's the ads? A lot of them. Uh -huh. A lot of them. Got a lot of them. What's the glasses? All right. We have for your audio pleasure. Yeah. Ooh. What is this? 31. That's right. It's Brad. a touch is also easy. Give me him again because Kenny interrupted. Pratt, Eck, <laughs> and Grund. And I have, I know I have Moon. You do have Seafoam. I probably have Seaf. Proturf. I have Prote. Prot. And Moon Motorsports. <laughs> moon, Seafoam, Proturf. Yes. Hey, Rook, what do I have? 
Pride. You have our warmest Pride. regards. Uh, a laurel and hearty handshake. handshake. Who's the reliever the Twins got last year from Baltimore? Lopez, not Is he Pablo. Still in the club? Yeah, he pitched yesterday. Actually, oh. got am I allowed to talk about the hats? What hats? The, the Twins they're wearing. It looks like a restaurant logo. I didn't notice. I guess they look like Miami Marlins hats, How which is the thing going? I don't get. Yeah. Is he, now is he going to get food? I don't know. Was that a good game? Because uh, they scored two runs, and then the next thing I know, the game was over, and uh, I kind of fell asleep. I went I, to an event. I liked a woman it. breathlessly approached me and said, you don't know me, but I know who you are. Are you aware that the mayor of St. Paul rented a house in Sunfish Lake? And I said, well, A, the mayor. governor. Oh, yeah, governor. <laughs> and B, well, uh, I've been talking about it for a couple of days on the show. And she had kind of a blank look and maybe didn't realize that we had a show. Well, Joe, you have the tendency to make people nervous, especially no, those around very you. very kind. I didn't say a damn thing. I wasn't mean or anything. I think that's just an indication of how much attention people pay to the news. Yeah. <laughs> or the show. Or the show, yeah. Well, she might have known the show because she, she, you know, she was blustered. She said, oh, she, I, I've been out of town. I haven't caught up. She seems like a nice person to me. Very great. <laughs> <clears throat> all right um and okay. you can tell podcast listening really varies by individual tastes the uh, i'll get a routinely get emails every day from topics oh, we yeah. brought up a week ago you know and people yeah. haven't listened yet right yeah yeah and i i'm now sure you get you? emails that are three four days after the fact right because i get those too rookie what are you doing Did you eat? Yeah. Jeet yet? Jeet yet? Jeet. Jeet. J-E-E-T. Uh, Rook, speaking of timesheets, you probably just want me to wait till we oh. right? Wait a minute. Do we yes. do them this week? Do I? Dang. Do I got to do know. that. We don't get paid this week. No, that means you, I you and I. You and I have to do them, Joe. Yeah, I'll do them on Monday. ADP and I have to do a paper one too. Mine has to be done today. Labor transfer thing. Yeah. Uh huh. Talk to Shibes. I have no idea how to. I, I know how, I think. Oh, this ought to be good. <laughs> All right. I'm ready. I really hope we have ice updates today. Should I go to the bathroom now or hey, should I wait till the first? I know, I know I kind of have to pee too. And I, I'm, I'm wondering. Fratelloni's hardware and garden stores. I, I guess we're going to wait. Okay, here we go. Yeah, make make this a, a quick segment because uh, three of us have to go to the bathroom. Yeah, and if I start going like, <laughs> I'm holding it. All right, here we go. I'm rolling. Pretty high class gotta stuff. Go, gotta Nothing. go. Gotta go. 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 Fratelloni's. How you doing, Joe? <laughs> Hi, GLers. It's, it's, this is fun. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1047, the last day of March for 2023. Oof. It's been a, a fairly unpleasant March, hasn't it? Also, yes. uh, well, for example, on this day in 1986, it was 82 degrees. Oh. 
man. And on this day in 1969, it was one below. And on this day, this day in 1990, I'm sorry, 1985, damn near 15 inches of snow. Ooh. Yeah. And I have ice out. When you do on this oh, day, I was good, good. Uh, White Bear Lake went out on this day in 1938 and 1968. Wow. And I looked, what would Minnetonka have been reasonably close? And in 1968, Minnetonka went out tomorrow, April 1st. Uh -huh. But in 1938, they had to wait till April 9th. No fooling. Isn't that something? That is, that is fascinating. Oh, I love ice outs. You can just take Tell those you. ice outs and put them where the sun don't shine. <laughs> <laughs> Can't have an ice out if the sun don't shine, Joe. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushi. We're going to try an experiment today. Set. Well, we're going to try to do a show without mentioning all of the things that we invariably mention every day. All right. <laughs> a fun show. Thank you for listening, GLers. We'll talk to you Monday. See you later. Except news. News Except gets news. to do news whatever. News is sacrosanct. Thank you. I can't say that. Gary F. wants to know, why does Elmer Fudd always sound like Norm Coleman? <laughs> So that's all they paid for. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll get you, Gary. Break glass smoke luckies, possibly. Uh -oh. What do you uh -oh. got? Earthquake swarm. I have not heard from uh, the GL geologist. Perhaps she'll weigh in. Stacy. Earthquake swarm hits U.S. National Park. 60 quakes in 12 hours at Yellowstone. Ooh. Uh, Stacy? 60 quakes yeah. in 12 hours. University of Utah seismo seismograph stations detected an earthquake swarm between Yellowstone National Park at the northern area of Yellowstone Lake. Well, you know, that's just a big caldera. She blew up a couple of times throughout the millennia. And uh, if you just factor in the mathematical odds, she's about due to go again. And if she does, break glass, smoke, luck. Should we be alarmed or we can't do anything about it? What the well, hell? I think the earthquakes have been detected there throughout time. And they don't necessarily forecast a, a volcanic eruption, but they're unnerving. This is from yeah. Stewart sent me this uh, uh they're unnerving because if she goes, if she, she erupts, she goes, a, she gone. If it's a major eruption, yeah, there's you know rocks are going to land in your yard. We're not far <laughs> enough away, and we could have one of those nuclear winters where there's no sky and no sun, and the crops will die, and we'll all die and breathe uh, uh, shards of glass that erupt when the volcanoes <laughs> erupt. Other than that, wow. it would be like the road. Yeah, it would be like Jeez. the road. It would it would create yeah. the road situation and the road Cormac McCarthy's book, uh, that novel uh, placed the characters uh, trying to stay alive after a cataclysmic event, which we yeah. never we just don't know what the event right, was. Right, and it could have been the eruption of Yellowstone. It could have been a nuclear blast. We don't know. Was that but, the last book I read? No, Child Forty Four was the last book I read. 
Well, you're really pounding through them, aren't you? Know, you? Not, <laughs> about to pick up that. A new author's book. corner coming next week. Oh, nice! I'm just Boy. I've been reading so many. I'm just starting to list them now and rate them. I'm not even reviewing them because I'm poor. I'm just voraciously devouring books. Voraciously. I, for the first time in my life, I'm really struggling with one, but I'm forcing myself to Get read it. Throw it. Confederates in the Attic. Oh, I just got a copy of it because I thought non-fiction. you told me to. It's, yeah, of course. It, I don't read. Yeah, it's nonfiction. Try it, John. Uh, at least I'll have somebody to talk. I mean, All I'm right. not even 100 pages in, John. And you're That's struggling. How, yeah, it's good writing. It's just the topic is so upsetting. I uh, I give up at that point if I'm not a hundred pages in. I, I give I, it. I give it at least fifty pages. Yeah, about fifty to a hundred. The guy's a great writer, and it's just the topic is ugh. They yeah. gotta let it go down there. Let it go, folks. I, Come I, on. I told you guys I bought Cormac McCarthy's newest book called The Passenger. Yeah, and uh. You know, shame on me. It's only my fault. Shame on me. I'm just not going to do it. Life's too short. It's uh, it's crazy. It's, How do you know you don't like it already? I gave it 75 pages, and I just thought, I just can't keep going. And Ann Tyler, I told you this, uh, French Braid, her newest. And I love Ann Tyler. I love her work. And I just, I thought, nope. Life's too short. I can't, I can't what do, do you it. do when you get mad at the author for his style, his or her style of writing? I don't. I, you don't. I knew, all I knew perfectly well what I was getting into. I, I know I mean, that. Sometimes with new authors, uh, it's like, okay, that's, I, I don't need three pages of background. Whatever your personal beef is, get over with it. Get back to the story. Let's go. But the, uh, the story in The Passenger is uh, terribly convoluted and, and uh, maybe above my pay grade. Maybe hmm. I'm just too dumb. You know what I'm going to go back to? how dumb I used to be? Speaking of of you being dumb, I'm going to go back to Gravity's Rainbow. I'm going to push through that thing. I don't think I ever read it. Thomas uh, Pynchon. Yeah, yeah. You want to know more about railroad derailments? Of course we do. Yes. Hail the flashlight king. Hail Hail you. you. I found that acceptable. That was really good, guys. (laughs) On uh, your March 30 podcast yesterday, you asked the question, "What?" this is from Dan, why there are, does he say, where does he say, don't use my name? Is that anywhere in here? No. no it's Dan Schultz in Buckley, Washington, uh, the state of Washington. Uh, you asked the question why there are so many train derailments all of a sudden. Two of the dummies blurted out that it's because of the lack of track maintenance. Hi, I'm Kenny. And old tracks. As a person who's been involved with the railroad and doing work for them for almost 20 years, I get the same que- I got the same question the other day from a friend, so I've already got your answer for you. There yeah. is no sudden increase in the number of derailments. It's just the fact that there was a high-profile one in Ohio, so it's all of a sudden a news story when one occurs. Reporting isn't what it used to be, so now every time someone gets a whiff of a train derailment, they turn it into an event. It's easy to Google, but the Federal Railroad Administration keeps these statistics, in according to them, and according to them, as reported on time.com, train derailments are quite common in the U.S. The Department of Transportation's Federal Railroad Administration has reported an average of 1,475 train derailments per year. 
Wow. Between wow. 2005 and 2021. That's, that seems high. That's a big number. Just so Kenny and Rook don't have to do the math, I did it. And it comes out to an average of over four a day. Ooh. In addition, track issues generally only cause half of derailments. Granted, if it were the federal government having to maintain the tracks like they do the roads, then that would be a logical suspicion. <laughs> Under but, the day. <laughs> but the railroads themselves care for and maintain the tracks, and it is in their best interest to keep them in good working order. Every derailment costs them big money, not just in track repair, but contractors with specialized equipment, spill cleanup, and the fact that the track is out of service so other freight can't be moved. It doesn't take much for a minor derailment to cost six figures and jump quickly into seven figures if it's a mainline track. I've seen where the first thing they do is come in and just push the derail cars off to the side and get the track fixed so they can keep the trains moving and then deal with the cleanup later. All well, the best. Leaving the cars there, send yep. a message, huh? Yeah, well, <laughs> have to send a message. But... Careful on this turn. Dan out in Buckley, Washington. Thank you. We have GLers in every aspect of life, don't we? What a great yeah, email. Uh, we really yeah. What a great reach. That's kind of like the old shark attack bit when it, you know, we had one shark attack and suddenly they covered all of them. Remember back 20 years ago? And yeah. And all of a sudden they were do, everywhere do. in the news. Same do, thing. Do, well, do, and we've, do, had, do, do. we've had periods in the last few years of intense shark attack reporting. And what did it's I true. do, Rook? What did I liken shark attack reporting to? Um, that was, uh, uh, it was somebody going crazy. Prior to the attack in New York on uh, mm -hmm. September 11, 2001, the news was full of shark attacks and Hesh speaking in tongues. Yeah. And uh, that California legislator who, uh, there was a story of about a missing intern or something. In other words, the news had, uh, uh, whatever, I can't remember. Oh, that, uh, what was that guy's name? Yeah, whatever. I went down an interesting rabbit hole when I got here today. Gary no. Condit. Gary Condit, you're right. Wow. What a memory. What did I have for lunch yesterday? I no idea. Know. We lost Ann Hayes last year. Yeah, yes. car crash. Yeah. I I went down a bit of a rabbit hole this year. This year. Th today. Uh, based on a song I heard driving in by Marissa Issa. Maria Issa. Her mm. actual full name is Maria Issa Perez Vega. And you idiots should know who that is. I, Susan no Vega, idea. Suzanne Vega. No. Oh. She's a state legislator. She represents oh. the West Side. Oh, of, uh, yeah, we talked Saint about Paul. her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. just we recently. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, I was listening to your local uh, publicly funded FM station. Got it. Publicly funded. I'm not, I pay for it out of my taxes. Right. I think they do, a, I don't like their playlist. They're always playing women with weak voices. Hey, play something with drums. Let's yeah. turn the guitar up. Let's go here. I want to rock. But I listened. They were. They played a song by Maria Issa, and I enjoyed it. And it's interesting. Uh, she's a typical Mysterian and Euphorian, but at least she works. She's she's got her own recording studio. Okay. She's gaining national and international attention. She represents District sixty five B. That includes St. Paul. She's got downtown St. Paul. West St. Paul and parts of Dakota and Ramsey County. She is a Puerto Rican uh, by by heritage, but she's born and raised in Minnesota. Okay. 
And her music uh, is, I would call it aerobic hip hop. Okay. Uh, but there's a Puerto Rican name for it, Kawa or something. And, and Kawabunga? Yeah. No. That's but after. first, Calabanga. <laughs> and and she uh, she was preceded by Carlos Mariani, who had made a name for himself in the legislature. Now she's holding the reins. And uh, I just find it interesting that that she has this. Her side gig is the legislature. And for most Mysterians, yeah. it's the opposite. It's the other way around. It's the yeah. opposite. Uh, but her side gig is the legislature, and she has got quite this uh, musical career going. She's got a band, and uh, she's got albums out, and she's recording. And she has a daughter. Uh, she lives in St. Paul. She went to uh, she went to uh, where did she go? She went to Columbia College in Chicago, earning a degree in cultural studies. Well, that you can't flunk that, so I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm not sure. I no feather in the cap there. But I, I'm willing to find her a really interesting woman. I hope I hope good things happen to her. Huh. Uh, be, and I just I just applaud the fact that she actually has a gig. Yeah. That she works. You're right. It's the other way around for every other DFL you know, uh, legislator. John Thompson, for God's sake. What, <laughs> you know, what the hell was oh, that? Uh, but the, here's a gal, and she's uh, she was born in 87. So what? She's young. What's that? 30? Yes. 36. 36. And uh, uh, good luck to you, young lady. Uh, I, I think it's uh, you guys. Can we play her music? No, without mm. her permission. Well, I'm giving you permission. I know, you're not mm. <laughs> well, it's not bad. You don't have the pronoun. I mean, her. it's not my cup of tea. I'm not an aerobic hip hop <clears throat> fan. But I got to think. That I'd like to see you with some leg warmers on. I got to think in that genre, she's considered pretty talented. Mm. And uh, that's all I have to say on that. But I, I found myself listening to her on YouTube and, and reading about her. And uh, her her election seems to have come and gone without great fanfare for what she's doing. You know, it's pretty unique to have in the who can you think of in the legislature that has a unique, uh, a unique job. John Marty. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. He's just a careerist. Yes, he is. Uh, I got the. I get the feeling too, that she would allow music in her life to win out over legislation. I, I get the she's feeling she's going to be launched. She might just bail on that. Well, yeah, I get the feeling she doesn't necessarily care if she becomes a careerist. Mm. But it's another point in her favor as a Mysterian. Yeah. So there you have it. I, you know, listen to her. See what you think. Uh, uh, I'm no, I'm in no position to, uh, to rate that that genre of music. I know nothing about it, and I don't know if it's any good or not. Except she has a good voice. And and there you have it. I will. So, I will listen to it yeah. after the show. Well, you know what? <laughs> right there. <laughs> Joe and John and I are doing our own show while you're babbling. Well, what did I tell you at the start of the show? I, I don't know what. No, we're trying to talk about things here. we don't normally talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. So no, nothing I thought irritates that was... me more than musicians weighing in on politics. And now you've, you're showing love to someone who's combined the two of them. So that well, bugs I mean, me. I'm not with Kenny on that one. No, I think I know musicians you, you should mix politics with yeah, their music. I, know. I, I grew up with that. The, I just watched that Jim Croce thing this morning, and that kind of bugged me. 
Boy, he was I'm not, pretty. Uh, I'm not Jim, talking about Jim. He was pretty controversial, wasn't he? Jim oh, Jim. Jim Croce's kid is coming to town to sing his songs. He's an yeah. interesting uh, can I, musician can himself. Can I not drift off into Jim Croce? Could I finish sure. a point on uh, Go ahead, Maria Issa Perez Vega? Uh-huh. Uh huh. What did you say? I said, "Go ahead, Leroy." Brown. Wait, it is Jim Croce. It maybe it's maybe it's not Jim Croce. Who sang that song about the taxi and uh, pay the Harry fare? Chapin. Harry Chapin. 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 That's Chapin. who. I, they're all the same to me, John Chapin. What the Croce. hell? God, you Edmund Fitzgerald, that that guy, the whole deal. I uh, I loved Harry Chapin. I got to meet yeah, him Scott actually. Fitzgerald. Chat with him. It was wonderful. Uh, where was I? Oh. Did I say Larry Fitzgerald? No, you said uh, Edward or something. Uh, I gotta think. I gotta think. She's the only entertainer to have achieved a legislative seat. I don't know. Of I any mean, other. there's probably some polka um, king in there somewhere who played. Sunny, are, are you just talking in Minnesota? Or? Minnesota. Oh, okay. Sunny because Bono. there's talking Minnesota, Kenny Cooter. John um, John Hall, the leader of Orleans, was actually Ronald a Reagan. U.S. representative. I said for a while. Minnesota. We got to have somebody that does a you know a magic trick or something like that. Maybe a that magician. That doesn't count. No, the old thumb trick. You know. Oh. I hear Walter Mondale used to throw quite the hootenanny. The after hours hootenanny. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, his dear yeah. late daughter did marry into the suburbs, didn't she? That's true. That's right. Yep. Chad, our uh, hey, um, ch no, not Chad. Uh, Chan. 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 Holy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's about all the material I have. If we're that's it. Huh? Talk <laughs> have a good weekend, things, folks. Yeah. Talk about the things we normally talk about, but before <laughs> I go, I want to tell you that uh, we're not leaving yet. I want to tell you that the Easter hams from. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats are double smoked. They are the biggest hit at Easter in the entire country. They set records for selling Easter hams, and you'll know why when you taste one. And you can call and order your Easter ham and pick it up at one of two Grunhofer locations on Highway 61 in Hugo, and then a store that opened recently in Forest Lake on Highway 97 east of 35. This is Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meat. Call 651-426-2800. You do not want, this is what will make the Easter repast a success. A double smoked ham from yeah. Grunhofer's. All Grunhofer's meats are Minnesota meats. All uh, Grunhofer's beef is Minnesota grown. Beef for Minnesota farmers. 140 flavors of brats. And do what we've always done. You're picking up the ham. You load up on the other stuff. Because, you know, you eat the ham at, what, 1 p.m. or something? Yep, yep. By brunch. about 5, you're going to stand outside, fire up the grill, and cook brats. Yeah. Uh, Town Ball Meatloaf, Rookie Burger. Meatloaf? Meatloaf. Let's go with Meatloaf. <laughs> Town Ball Meatloaf, Rookie Burgers. Really uh, good ch stuffed chicken. I was looking everything. at the menu yesterday. It's, a, it it's really the good. Meat Emporium. Yeah. It always has been. It's Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Forest Lake and in Hugo. But call... 651-426-2800. Get your mitts on a double-smoked Easter ham. I saw Bo Diddley live, John. Hey, Bo Diddley. Oh, sorry. That's where your not-fade-away beat came from. Bo yep. Diddley. Yep. Who made those guitars for him? Uh, you know, I have no clue. 
the little uh, cigar box looking ones, those yeah. square ones, the rectangular. Yeah. <clears throat> no idea. Uh, Guy Grit wrote a great email about equity and equality, but and I want to read it, but that's talking about what we usually talk about. So you can't. So you can't. John, your newscast today is going to be about an hour long. It's verbal. <laughs> that's fine. I got 25 pages, I think, which is about usual. About usual. Now where are you going? I need a writing utensil. <laughs> you think you'd have come... Come to the show with one of those, wouldn't you? You'd think so. I keep a supply of number two pencils on hand. Oh, look what I got. See, number two pencil. That's the only kind. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to be. You're going to give your love to me. Are those songs easy? It's just rockabilly, isn't it? Yeah, it's not bad. It just... Nope. Ready? Uh, does Kenny got something? You want to do something, Ken? Well, of course he does. He's got a lot to do. Seafoamer. Oh, um, God. This is a sustained <laughs> man. It just goes on and on and on. Turn it up to 11. That's 10 louder, isn't it? Why not make in it. 10 the loudest? In it. Oh, this in one it. goes to 11. Let's go to 11. It's louder, isn't it? It's louder, isn't it? What do you want to do, Kenny? See foam? I'm ready here, Humpty Dumpty. Let's, uh, let's Humpty go, baby. Let's, um, let's party down. Well, we're waiting. Are we waiting? Party down. Great song. Oh, 70s. Little Beaver. Yeah. Here we go. Party down. What was the name of the guy? Yeah, Slash was, band. Jack Tripper. Nothing. It was an obscure song that it's only a you know. Great was. song. You're nuts. You you're, have you're, no clue. You're wrong. Who's nuts? Oh, God. I know Big Beaver. nuts. I never heard a little. Oh. I'm looking it up right now. I bet you it was top 10 in R&B charts. Did you get, the, you, did you get 40. the video I sent you? Uh, that was that was hurtful. Oh, so, <laughs> uh oh, that hurt my feelings. <laughs> but it is the truth. What did you do, Joe? A guy sent me a video of uh, how do I put this? Some well, of my let's people. get on the air. Okay. okay, three, two, one. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. Cheers for fears on the GL podcast. <laughs> Moon Motorsports celebrating 52 years in Monticello. Family owned and operated. A multi-line dealer bringing us the very best in outdoor recreational fun. And I don't know. I don't know who's running the joint up there. Yeah, it's spring. And you know what that means. Warmer weather and motorcycles. Moon just went and discounted nearly all of their KTM dirt and trail models. There's a ton of KTM models. I mean, they have they have like 200s, 220s, 50s, and it's crazy. Uh, but if you and KTM's are damn good bikes, so you really will start this season off right if you get yourself a KTM dirt bike. Lowest prices available right now at Moon. If you're into the ATVs, all of our favorite Can Am Outlanders, they're all in stock, a wide selection, all sizes, all models. Your whole family can be pleased. That's all at Moon Motorsports. Your Polaris, Skidoo, Honda, 
Yamaha, Can-Am, and Dirt and Trail Adventure Motorcycle brand leaders right there in Monticello for 52 years and on the web, moonmotorsports.com. Thank you. Joe, you made a mistake on today's podcast, meaning yesterday. When discussing equity versus equality, Kenny brought up a lottery analogy, and you suggested that equity would be like giving someone a lottery ticket who had not bought one. Mm. It would be more analogous to the left's policies to say that it would be like winning, like waiting until a winner is declared, then reallocating the winnings to others deemed ideologically, ideologically worthy, regardless of whether person whether a person bought a ticket. I, I must agree with him. Um, the left wants endless funding for government spending, according to its ideology, without realizing that government spending can only exist in proportion to state productivity, something the left cares little about. I believe the fervent left will learn that it is a minority, even in this state, through the recently discussed bill for paid family leave, when the productive small business Democrats can no longer be productive and turn against the left for that. Hmm. The concept has been explained by French economist Frederick Bastiat in the state. The state has two hands, one for receiving and the other for giving, a rough hand and a smooth one. The activity of the second hand is necessarily subordinate to the activity of the first. Strictly speaking, the state can take and not give back. This can be seen and can be explained by the porous, absorbing nature of its hands, which have, which has always retained part and sometimes all of what it touches. But that which is never seen, which will never be seen, and which cannot even be imagined, is that the state can return more to the people than it has taken from them. Therefore, it is ridiculous for us to appear before the state in the humble attitude of beggars, it is utterly impossible for it to confer a specific benefit upon some of the individuals who make up the community without inflicting a greater injury upon the community as a whole. Perhaps Bastiat's most famous quote describes the equity dilemma best. The state is that fiction by which everybody can live at the expense of everyone else. Hmm. Philip sent me that. Thank you. The state is that fiction by which everybody can live at the expense of everybody else. It was into, oh, I was going to talk about stuff we always talk about. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to. Ooh. It was in the Pioneer Press today that the legislature is dreaming up a raft of new taxes. Yeah. To, do you have that story, John? I do have it in the news, yep. Uh, to counter what 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 they believe might be lost to them mm -hmm. through income tax reductions and so they're dreaming up new taxes that'll affect your uh your well I'll wait for John it'll affect your driver's license and a lot of uh, stuff affect a lot of stuff affect a lot of stuff so uh in the in the hands of well there again I start talking about everything I'm right up to the edge always right to the talk about and I, I don't want to do that we're trying I'm trying I'm getting no help uh, but I'm trying <laughs> desperately to to talk about things we normally don't talk about. For example, about example, this is right from the Ford Motor Company's own uh, website. Ford Motor Company has filed a patent for multiple drones that could be used to jumpstart future Ford vehicles. Ford Authority has learned. It's a site <laughs> called Ford Authority. 
The patent was filed April 12, 2017, published on March 28, 2023. Ford has filed its share of drone-related patents in recent months, including one outlining the idea for jump for a jump-starting system that would use drones to charge Ford electric vehicles, not to mention another for external jump-start battery terminal hookups. Now this new Ford patent builds upon these previous filings by introducing an idea for multiple drones that could be used to jumpstart Ford vehicles with dead batteries in the future. With drones being used for all sorts of things these days, including last-mile delivery services, search and rescue operations, and many other activities, this new patent aims to deploy the unarmed aircraft to help stranded motorists who may find themselves stuck somewhere with a dead battery. While a simple jump cable in another vehicle can rectify this pro- while a simple jump cable in another vehicle can rectify this problem, if one is stranded in the middle of nowhere, that isn't always possible. That's precisely where this patent comes into play. Ford vehicles would be able to transmit a jumpstart request when in need, which would be received by one or more drones. Those drones would also... Re- I'm seeing the witches flying around the castle yeah. in uh, <laughs> The Wizard of Oz. Uh, those drones would also receive the vehicle's location, navigate there, open the hood, establish a connection with the vehicle's battery, and give it a boost so the motorist can be on their way. While not necessarily a totally new concept, well, it sure as hell is to me. Yeah. <laughs> while not necessarily a totally new concept, this idea does have some merit, particularly for those who live or are traveling in more rural areas where other vehicles aren't close. Of course, one could also carry a portable jump pack, but in some cases, those aren't quite able to get the job done, as this patent points out. We'll have more on this and all Ford patents soon. So be sure and subscribe to Ford Authority for the latest Ford patent news, Ford business news, and continuous Ford news coverage. You can stop there. You can stop. stop. This is the Jetsons, man. This is weird. You're out in the middle of North Dakota, and you you have to file a jump request with the drone fleet. You know what I would say there? show up. I would say, ruh-roh, ruh-roh. Isn't that something? Does anyone have any thoughts about I that? I would rather just the drone you pick me up and I, I don't <laughs> fly me to my Run me through that again. If your yeah, battery read the whole is thing dead, <laughs> if your battery is dead, they're sending out a drone yes. that will... That can somehow even open the hood. And there where's is the no drone hood coming? on an electric car. Where's it, where's it coming from? Where From the drone who, store. Who's running it? <laughs> What's the gas mileage? Is it like AAA? And what if the drone breaks down? Listen, you morons. All yeah, I did I is read you the patent. I, I don't know where they come from. Come on. Well, they come from Detroit. Maybe you should give this. A it's from thought. the Midwest Drone Central Agency. They just fly one out. Or if you're yeah. on the West Coast, it's the West Coast. It's West Coast Central, Central Drone Agency. Agency. Oh, a <laughs> drone airbase. Yeah, yeah, airbase. there you go. To me, that's just one more reason to not have an electric car because I ain't calling no drone to come and pick me up. At what point do you own the airspace over your house? No, I don't believe so. Could you shoot shoot down a drone? Yeah, that's my question. Can a guy shoot a drone down? Probably not, but I don't blame you if you do. I've been at some public events where drones have been flying around um, 
videotaping people. That, that makes me a little uncomfortable. Yeah, I like my privacy. Well, it's just weird. How can yeah. the drone do all of that manipulation? That's what I'm saying. Well, there's I, a guy running it. He's got a little thing there's around. There's not a guy it. that shows up yeah, with the but drone. Yeah, it's got to have arms and stuff to open oh, up. Yeah, that's no, true. He's back, at, back at drone headquarters, yeah, he's the guy seeing yeah. all this on a yeah. video. Yeah, and he's running. Oh, he's okay. also flying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's got little levers and stuff to uh, to pull. And yeah, he, but. You think the drone says anything when it gets there? Oh, I would hope the drone would have a speaker on it. It yeah. would be so fun. Hey, How what's up, buddy? How you doing? You need some you help, buddy? What are you yeah. doing this weekend? <laughs> what are your plans? <laughs> well, if I don't get out of here, I won't have a weekend. How about this weather we're having, yeah, huh? She's hotter than Hades. Huh? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and the accent changes wherever you're at. <laughs> Didn't Ford already patent or invent the car that can report on itself that the payments are overdue? I just oh. read that last week. Yes. Ford can turn a car in on itself. Well, that, that's that's really taking a lot of courage. If you're a customer, you're yeah. buying the car knowing full well that it can report you for tardy payments. Well, it yeah, could repossess right. itself. It could re. That's exactly what it does. It repossesses. It drives itself, itself to the bank or to yeah. the dealership. No, it takes it to the uh, Midwestern drone facility. Got it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For safekeeping in the warehouse. And the people uh. there all have uh, uniforms on, like in Doctor No. Kind of those white jumpsuits right, with a right. lightning bolt. Uh, my yeah. reference is Willy Wonka. Well, I know yours, <laughs> right. but we're getting to the point, Such, where um, Big Brother is watching us so closely and controlling our lives so much that you're going to be driving one of those British crap cans full time. It's the only way you'll have any freedom. You know what I love about those? There's more technology in the visor of the my daily driver than there is in the entirety of an mgb yeah more technician uh, more tech i'm not lying yeah more technology in the visor than there is in an entire mgb and give me the mgb <laughs> nobody knows where you are nobody can follow you you know the car isn't reporting anything to anybody it, it leaves its own mark so you can find your way back Technology, it, it, huh? it's it's just an amazing, and there's nothing on a Triumph or an MGB that would uh, report you to the authorities. Well, unless anything. you have your phone on you, then they know where you're at at all times. Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but you'll you'll never need to call a drone for a jump. Well, you actually you would, <laughs> you, but, but you, you wouldn't, because <laughs> that would. Uh, you call some good old boy like me who's got cables and a toe strap and Don't a chainsaw the cable thing again. and um, guy, a rifle or a, two. Rook, when did, we did a remote at a guy's house somewhere out in Bloomington. He gave us gifts. Yeah, Paul Ryan. Paul, Paul Ryan. Yep. Paul Ryan. Mm -hmm. I, I use that thing to this day. Oh, it's called the Cobra? Yeah. I lost the charging jump, mechanism It's for a little it. jump pack. Oh, it's I, a jump uh, box. Well, I used mine here. every day darn near, and then it broke. So I had to go get a new one. Mine still works. Beautiful. There, it's the size of three packs of cigarettes. Yeah. Would that be enough yeah. juice to charge an electric vehicle? That Would that size. get an electric vehicle back on the road? <laughs> I don't there know. There it is. John's holding it up. I don't know if I, I like it. Not. I used it to jump a real car once. Yes, and I did it use fine. it to jump yep. a real car. Same. Yep. And it worked. Yep, it worked. Bring your charging mechanism in so I can charge. I lost my charger. The charging <laughs> mechanism is your what? Plug. Oh. 
Well, why? So you can take it home and plug yours in? Well, I'll bring you. I'll bring. No, it I in. understand, but You'll then you have to do again. it again no. three weeks later. Yeah, I'll never see it again. Hey, 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 don't help. Why don't you go on the? Why don't you go on the Cobra site? I'm sure there is one, and just order a new charging cord. That's way too much effort. No, you, you even bring it I in could for me do is that. Better. Even wow. I could do you that. bring it in is a lot easier. I'll be glad to bring it in for you. But I'm just saying, you're you need it again three weeks later. Well, well and I, then after Rook loses yours, Joe, you'll have to go to the website yeah. and order a new. All right, last you're gonna have to go to the Cobra website and order it online. <laughs> what about this one, Such? I uh, I got the roommate to shut up and got her off my back. A little life hack here: she wouldn't shut up yeah. about the slow leak on the tire. My God, yeah, give me a break. Yeah. So instead of fixing it, I bought her one of those little uh, air compressors you oh, plug yeah. into the cigarette lighter. Yeah. Never heard another word. Good. That's <laughs> a way to handle it. Yeah. That's a way to handle it. Uh, I would like to point out, you may not shoot a drone down over your property. Now, it's against the law. Can. Let's find out. Even if the drone is trespassing, it carries serious risk of harm to shoot it down. A person who shoots down a drone could face severe criminal charges, reckless endangerment, and be liable for the cost of replacing the damaged drone to its owner. One day I noticed a bunch of people at the curb peering at my roof mm -hmm. and, and, and I, to the point where I wondered what in God's name are they up to? You need the roof. And I finally said, what, what's up? And they said, we have a plane on your roof, a model plane. Oh, oh sure. That yep. they had flown from a great distance away, mm -hmm. but it landed accidentally on my roof. Okay. So I, you know, they got a ladder. I got them a ladder and the whole deal. And they went up and got their plane. It's a cool story. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> a, yeah. That's, that's you know what you can do? If there's an eagle flying above your, <laughs> no, no. If there's a drone flying above your house, flies you just get dog. yourself an eagle. Yeah. They'll take eagle them on. Yeah. On Crystal Lake, Matthew was flying a drone yep. for uh, whatever that place is, a spacecrafting, and the eagle took down the, uh, wow. Drone and it's it's sitting in Crystal Lake right now. The drone is yeah, that's fine under a bunch of muck. That's good. You, you know. can't arrest an eagle. No, right? No. Say you Boy, don't want they the taste good though, don't yeah, they? Oh, yeah, they do. The younger yeah. ones, a little more tender. <laughs> Say for your estate planning services, would you please consider Eckberg Lammers, uh, one of the most noted law firms in all of the Metro and Western Wisconsin? They've been pre Ben preparing estate plans for people for more than 70 years. You know what that is, don't you? It keeps you out of the courts. When you leave this veil of tears, you leave behind for your family explicit order so everything runs smooth. It keeps you out of court, reduces taxes, and controls your wishes. It must be done. I don't care how old you are. You just need to have this. And then, you know, you start you start uh, fading. Yep. Let's just fading, let's say. Yep. And you remind the kids, just get that thing. I got a big arrow pointed toward it, towards it. You just go down and get that piece of document, and you're you're going to be all set. These are great service, great people. It's a great law firm. Again, you don't want the government to handle your stuff. Avoid court. Minimize taxes. Control your wishes. You got some property problems in the family, they'll take care of that. You snowbirds have some tax questions, they take care of that. They take care of everything so that when you leave, Everything is done smoothly for your family. Don't make assumptions about this. Start the conversation with Eckberg Lammers. Make an appointment with Eckberg Lammers at 651-439-2878 or visit Eckberg Lammers at EckbergLammers.com.
Okay, interesting story here. Uh, Reavers, who normally would be here, and he would be pushing, telling you about 30 bales. Well, he's not here, so I'm going to tell you about 30 bales for him. Uh, right now, uh, the push is on. Yes, Easter brunch is out just around the corner. You need to make a reservation because Easter brunch there is filling up fast. So go to their website, 30, spelled out, 30bales.com. And you can check out their menu. You can make reservations. Uh, it's a great place to have a wonderful meal. So go ahead and get on right now. Don't wait until the last minute or until they're full. Check it all out. And, of course, I'm looking at the menu here, and I've been there many times, and I love the pulled pork tacos. Uh, fantastic. The bale burger. Classic cheeseburger, and it's done right. And don't forget about the Reuben. Lunch, breakfast, dinner, whatever the case may be, check out 30 Bales. And again, this is your final warning from me anyway. Easter brunch is around the corner, but you need to make a reservation at uh, 30 Bales. So do that today. Go online to 30bales.com and let them know that Reavers and The Rookie sent you. I didn't know they were back. Uh, Reavers called me in a panic said, oh, my God, I didn't record one. So it's fine. Joe, have you ever seen slap fight competitions? Yes. Uh, yeah, vaguely. I know what they are. I'm. I don't. Uh, I don't tune in specifically. <clears throat> I think we should bring slap fights into politics. Uh, I would like to see. Yesterday, uh, there was a story I was reading this morning. I think uh, I found it on Drudge, probably in the Daily Mail about this ex-Starbucks CEO. Howard Schultz. And him and Bernie going at each other. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I'm two paragraphs in, and I'm just, oh, God, the both of you. I just hate both of you. I just like to see them step up to the podium and just slap each other. It'd just be so fun. Yeah, except Schultz is much younger than Bernie. That's fine. Yeah. But the guys that do this slap fighting, sometimes they knock each other down. I saw one where the dude just went completely cold. Just, just crumples. Yeah, went back and he was just cold. Open and hand. I find it low, bro. Oh, it's got to be one low of the stupidest things ever. Oh, absolutely. It's impossible to watch. What? I'm watching it right now, by the way. <laughs> Well, you should be canned. You should be canned. Well, I wanted to bring it up for a frame of reference because I wanted to tell you about my brilliant idea. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to have to turn it off because it's just, it's just, wow. It's terrible, isn't it? Yeah, it's not cool. And then on the other page I have open, I have Christopher Walken reading The Three Little Pigs, <laughs> which is actually pretty good. Talking with Christopher. Oh, I think it's his birthday today, isn't he's it? He's got a distinct voice. He eighty. Does. He's eighty years old. Christopher Walken is today. Yeah, really. Who else did I see that was eighty and I didn't believe it? The guy that does the uh, undercover boss shows, or what? The, who am I thinking of? Mike, somebody. He does the Ford commercials. Mike Rowe. Mike Roll. He's 80? I thought I read that. Would you verify wow. that? I don't believe that he's 80. No, I, that'd be I, if he is, he's a good looking well, if, 80. If he is, I want what he's taking. Uh 61. Okay, he turned 61, so. yeah, 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 March 18th. That makes more sense. Mike's got the pipes, man. 
By Mike a Grohl? Voice. Yeah. yeah, you know, Mike Grohl, you know he is, right? Dirty yeah. Jobs? Dirty Gro- yeah, That's Dirty it. Jobs. Yeah. Listen to his voice. God, it's wonderful. Huh. He's on with Rogan once in a while. I don't know why. Well, I think he's a conservative. That's why. Yeah, he is. He's he's very conservative. <clears throat> well, we're going to go to Johnny Rook. Giant Cake Ridge Road brought to you by Pro Turf. Is Kenny going to do Pro Turf? Yeah, Kenny, let's have you do a Pro Turf right now. Okay, let's do a Pro Turf. That's that's a good idea. Glasses. Can we please get some wind tonight? I want about a 60 mile an hour wind. I think you're going to get it. Supposed to. Spokes. S P O S. Supposed to. Okay, three, two, one. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Cool UTLers are keeping the office staff busy at ProfessionalTurf.com. Thank you very much. We've got uh, wind and snow and rain and just hell from the sky coming tonight. But by Sunday, it's going to be sunny and 50. And by next weekend, you're going to be looking at your lawn. And that's where professional turf plays in. If you want the best lawn on the block, click on it right now, professionalturf.com. Get set up with a free estimate and analysis um, at professional turf. Here's what's going to happen, okay? A guy's going to come out. First of all, they don't do it over the phone like the rest of these clowns. They come out, they walk your lawn, they figure out, oh, that's a good spot. That's a bad spot. Oh, that's a, oh, that's a horrible spot. And after the first treatment, all of the broadleaf, the crabgrass, broadleaf, dandelion, all of that gone, and you'll have a thick, healthy, luxurious lawn with your own customized slow-release fertilizer and weed control plan, environmentally safe, and guaranteed for superior results from the last flake of snow in the spring till the first freeze up in the fall. It usually takes two to three treatments per year. Uh, and they come out whenever, uh, not only do they come out on schedule, but if you see something you don't like in between visits, give them a call. They've got that toot sweet policy. They'll be there toot sweet. They'll take care of it, and uh, everything will be awesome. A beautiful, healthy lawn. It's just a click away. Professionalturf.com. Here is John Height. Thank you, Joe. This uh, update is brought to you by Professionalturf.com. And uh, just as a disclaimer, uh, let me tell the people listening, uh, we agreed not to talk about stuff we've talked about before, but that's not for the new segment because, oh, well, awesome. then we'd have to do, you know, birthdays, that right. kind of stuff. So we're going to do the news. Copy that. Former President Trump facing more than 30 counts related to business fraud in an indictment from a Manhattan grand jury, according to two sources familiar with the case. Earlier yesterday, a spokesperson from Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg said the office had contacted Trump's attorney to coordinate his surrender. Trump will likely appear in court early next week, probably Tuesday, according to his defense attorney. The case stems from the alleged payoff of porn star Stormy Daniels, who said she had sex with Trump. Trump's former lawyer slash fixer, Michael Cohen, says she was paid off with campaign funds and that information was falsified to show that he had been sentenced already to three years in prison for his part in that. What the charges are specifically will not be known until the former president is arraigned and the grand jury's indictment is unsealed. Trump still also faces several other high stakes cases, including probes into his efforts to subvert the 2020 election, handling of presidential records and business fraud, launching the Republican frontrunner into uncharted territory. 
if I understand this correctly, then the the gist of the supposed crime is that he used campaign funds to right. pay her off. Correct, and then That's the covered crime. it up by saying yeah. it's yeah. it's you know it was used for this and that. And he had that, that sap Cohen pay, and then he reimbursed Cohen. Correct. Yeah. Yes, and then had Classy. Cohen fill out documents that said, you know, he's paying me for something else. So. Cohen's the only guy who's suffered throughout this so far. Right. So far, you know. Minneapolis City Council has approved a legal settlement with the Minnesota Department of Human Rights. During a meeting this morning, counselors voted in favor of the requirement, which binds the city and the police department to change nearly every aspect of policing in the city of Minneapolis. That agreement comes from a multi-year state investigation that found a pattern and practice of race discrimination by the police department. Minneapolis city leaders and the state agreed to negotiate terms of reforms within the police department last summer. Pioneer Press reporting, you talked about this earlier, Joe, the legislature plans to cut income and property taxes this year, but the savings they produce will be offset, at least in part, by increases in taxes and fees to fund transportation services. <laughs> Those increases include a 75-cent fee for packages delivered to your door, a three-quarters of 1% increase in sales taxes in the seven-county metro area to pay for bus and rail transit services, higher charges for driver's licenses, and extended license tab fees. House Transportation Committee Chair Frank Hornstein, a DFLer, unveiled his version in a hearing yesterday. Uh, I love this quote. Hornstein acknowledged... It's hard for people to understand why state policymakers want to increase taxes and fees when there's an $18 billion budget surplus. But he says that surplus money is already set aside for purposes other than roads, bridges, and transit systems. Yes, Joe? Oh, I'm not going to say anything. Oh, okay. All right. The news doesn't lie. A man is in the hospital after St. Paul responders at the scene of a crash discovered the driver had a possible gunshot wound to the head, according to St. Paul Police Sergeant Mike Ernster. About 6.30 last night, a man drove an SUV into a parked car near the intersection of Ford Parkway and Snelling Avenue. The man driving the SUV was unresponsive, Ernster said, and it appeared he'd been shot in the head. Medics took the man, who has not yet been identified, to Regents Hospital with a life-threatening injury. Police are still investigating what led up to the crash. Ernster said it's unclear how the apparent gunshot injury happened. Hmm. We now know more of President Biden's itinerary for his visit here on Monday, with the White House releasing additional details this morning. The president will visit Cummins Power Generation Facility in Fridley, part of the Biden administration's Investing in America tour. According to the White House, the tour plans to showcase the president's efforts to create a clean energy economy, build better infrastructure, and bring back supply chains. Is that a big day for you, Kenny, when a president comes to town? Is that a big day for traffic reporters? No. No, it's actually easy because oh, I see. they shut off all the cameras. And um, depending on your ethics and uh, your integrity yeah uh, you either report the route or you do not yeah. i do not report the route well do would you even know the route uh, i do because they block off the cameras oh. on the route he's going to take i see and i'll should i admit this on the air sure for some reason when they when they block out the cameras i can still get them hmm. oh um but but i never I, publish I them said that i never Additional security? They would want all those cameras on? No, they don't want people to see it for mm. some reason. To know the route, maybe? They don't yeah. Want 
Yeah, although, I, I don't know. Like you said, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> I know. I it, that's one group of people I'm not going to mess with. The Secret Service, nah, uh, 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 no. Man accused of attacking Minnesota Second District Rep. Angie Craig at her apartment building in Washington has been indicted now on a federal charge. Court documents say Kendrick Khalil Hamlin attacked Craig while she was getting coffee in the lobby of the building the morning of February 9th. Craig said she ended up using the coffee as a self-defense to escape. In addition to the assault charge involving Craig, Hamlin also has been charged with two counts of assaulting a police officer. Craig said she saw Hamlin, unknown to her at the time, pacing around in the lobby. He was said not to be wearing any shoes, according to the complaint. Craig went back into the elevator to go back to her apartment when Hamlin stuck his hand out to hold it open and stepped inside. He told the congresswoman he needed to use a bathroom and was going to come up to her apartment to do so, but Craig refused. Said the man then became agitated, wouldn't let Craig off the elevator. He blocked the entryway and punched Craig in the face. Hamlin also grabbed her collarbone during the incident. Craig threw the cup of hot coffee over her shoulder at Hamlin, who then released her and left the building after she began to yell for help. Police arrested Hamlin later that same day near the apartment building. Craig suffered bruises and bleeding from her lip in the assault. Hamlin's next court appearance is scheduled for April 5th. Russian authorities said they have detained an American journalist for the Wall Street Journal, and they're accusing him of espionage. The journalist is Evan Gershkovich, a correspondent based in Moscow for the Wall Street Journal. He's believed to be the first American reporter to be held as an accused spy in Russia since the collapse of the Soviet Union. The Russian Federal Security Service, or FSB, said in a statement that uh, Gershkovich is suspected of spying in the interests of the American government. He's been detained in Yakutunenburg, a city about 900 miles east of Moscow. The detention is an ominous sign for the rights of foreign journalists based in Russia. Wall Street Journal strongly rejecting the accusations and said it would seek his immediate release. President Biden this morning speaking, also saying the Soviet Union should release the reporter. Three days ago, the U.S. told its citizens to leave Russia immediately due to the war in Ukraine and the risk of arbitrary arrest or harassment by Russian law enforcement agencies. Many U.S. citizens have left, but most reporters stuck around that guy's in, in for a bad Russia. time i yeah. think you're probably correct <clears throat> yes uh why don't we take a quick break here and come back with some more news after that hey, yeah 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 okay um i'm gonna do minnesota masonic charities right now okay I cut y'all y'all off. Y'all, y'all. You can take care now, y'all. <clears throat> GLers, podcast listeners, I really want to tell you about uh, a fun fundraising opportunity that you could uh, take part in. If you like to shoot clays, well. The 7th Annual Dave Vice Memorial Sporting Clay Shoot is going to be on April 29th, the, the Garage Logic birthday, the 30th birthday. And this, of course, is sponsored by Minnesota Masonic Charities, and they're online at minnesotamasoniccharities.org. It's a wonderful event. You can find out all sorts of information. I'm going to give you a telephone number. If you're up to that, and you should be, you should just go down there and check it out. Here's the phone number, 612 790 5561 612 790 
5561. And it is a good deal. It supports the uh, Masonic Children's Hospital. And of course, Minnesota Masonic Charities are really into that. It's presented by Clay's Camps for Kids uh, to benefit Shriners Healthcare Camps and the U of M Masonic Children's Hospital. April 29th, registration at 1030. More information. I don't have enough time. 612-790-5561. Hopefully we'll see you out there on the 29th. And Soul Man, see, we're out. Joe, you're done. Kenny, I need a sea foam from you. Is that it then? Let me take a look. That's Josh Arnold we had him on yesterday. I'm having a hard time figuring out what to do with myself this afternoon. Take a nap. I hate naps. I love a good nap. I love uh, you know you get what? Up, You're wrong. You're just wrong. No. You get up and you uh, feel crummy. Uh, thir- no, 30 minutes in the easy chair, you fall asleep, boom, you wake up, you're refreshed, oh. feel great. Yeah. If you sleep two hours, yeah, you're screwed then. That's horrible. You know what is a bummer? Huh. I'm going to show you. <laughs> What's up, Bummer Dan? Bummer Dan. Grab your coat mm, and get I've your already got hat. It. Leave your worries on the doorstep. Just start What are you doing, Rook? I'm having you guys grab your phone. To the sun side of the street. This got my is... phone. When your kids do this to you, what? Look at your phone. A message. Sophia. What are you sending? There we totally. go. Totally. That was me last night. Oh, my God. We were all sitting around. We had got Carbonis for dinner. That I opened makes up a me bottle of scotch. Now drink yourself into a stupor no, and you passed I, out I, on I the did. floor. I only no, I, I only had I got up this yesterday morning at four, so I was that, tired. That poor woman. Yeah, yeah she was tickling my hair. That's why I went out. As you can see, after nice having jammies, a scotch, I got loser. a little Yeah, what the hell are you wearing there? Jesus. I'm glad that nobody was able to see this. Yeah. Wow. Sophia, you little can we go shit. here? I think you should get a bigger clock. I said clock. Oh, huh? That Let's is a big here. clock. Let's go Holy here. Where are we going? Moly. Um, do you want to do seafoam or you want to save it, Ken? I can do it. Okay. Let me get rolling and let's find me some rolling. Although rolling. you got something for after the news, Such, because I've got a fun story I can throw at you. Uh well, we'll use that fun story in this day in history. Yeah, it's too long for that, because you're gonna get boisterous. Boisterous. No, just do it. Here we go. Three, two. No, wait, wait. No. Okay. Do it when it would make a nice adjacency story to sea foam. Adjacency. Do it, then. Do it with sea foam. Let's just plan this, Matt. Never mind him. Copy. 
We're going to take a break after the news. How yeah. about if I yeah. do the seafoam then? Let's yeah. do it. Okay. Plan it out. Sure. Copy. Here's some bump. Truth, justice, and the suture. Well, I think now if I follow the conversation there, I'm supposed to read some more news now. I think so. So let's continue with the news. Police and state troopers in Tennessee and Kentucky handled protesters at both state capitals yesterday. In Tennessee, it was a protest by gun control activists, mostly students, who tried to push their way into the legislature but never made it in thanks to law enforcement. Instead, they chanted from inside the atrium of the Capitol. In Kentucky, it was trans activists trying to protest a Republican-backed bill to ban transgender procedures for children. Several of those protesters physically removed by troopers. Pope Francis expected to be discharged tomorrow from the Rome hospital where he's recovering from bronchitis. Uh, His uh, recovery proceeding in what doctors are calling a normal way, even had pizza for dinner last night. And he will be in St. Peter's Square for Palm Sunday Mass, according to the Vatican. Vatican spokesman Matteo Bruni gave the update in a written statement today. In a subsequent statement, he said that Francis was due to be in the square for the Mass, which marks the start of Holy Week and ushers in a series of solemn public ceremonies that, of course, culminate on Easter. This year, that is April 9th. Speaking of the Vatican, you yesterday... Know, you know what he got? Huh? He got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. Well, that's surprising <laughs> he didn't say he had COVID. Yeah. Speaking of the Vatican, yesterday they responded to indigenous demands and formally repudiated what's called the Doctrine of Discovery, the theories backed by 15th century papal bulls that legitimized the colonial era seizure of native lands and formed the basis of some property laws today. A Vatican statement said the papal bulls or decrees did not adequately reflect the equal dignity and rights of indigenous people and have never been considered expressions of Catholic faith. The statement from the Vatican's Development and Education Office has marked a historic recognition of the Vatican's complicity in colonial-era abuses committed by European powers. Decrees were called bulls? Papal bulls, yes. That's a weird word for that. It's very strange. Yeah, that is. uh, I don't like it. I don't like it. (laughs) Former Olympic and Paralympic runner Oscar Pistorius. the term bull bleep. Uh, no, I think that actually comes from the animal. Oh, from the bulls? Ah, yeah. 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 The bulls. Former Olympic and Paralympic runner Oscar Pistorius denied parole Friday. He'll have to stay in prison at least another 16 months after it was decided he had not served what's called the minimum detention period required to be released after his murder conviction in the 2013 killing of his girlfriend, Reva Steenkamp. You might remember this story back in 2013. Steenkamp, a model law student, was shot in Pistorius's bathroom. He had told the court he believed Steenkamp was an intruder when he shot her several times. I don't believe it. No. Uh, the folks at, uh, what, what do you think of this? Rook, you're a food guy. The folks at Cup Noodles launched a new product yesterday. Uh, they are the folks that give us ramen noodles. Okay. Oh, yesterday they unveiled breakfast ramen. The noodles blend the flavors of pancakes, maple syrup, sausage, and eggs in a noodle cup that is served in the company's familiar packaging and is ready to eat in four minutes. How did this make the news? Chicken and beef are their two staples, and they do that properly. I'm not so sure a, a breakfast. It sounds uh, awful. You're right. I don't like I, I'm rejecting it. I, I would just eat noodles. them plain. The ramen it noodles sounds, are good. It sounds like throw up to me. It sounds like awful. 
You don't like noodles at all? Uh, there's no point to them. You don't like there's, any kind of noodles? You don't like spaghetti? I'm not a noodle guy. I like spaghetti noodles. Angel hair? Yeah. You like lasagna? You like... I oh like it, God. but, you know, lasagna. nothing to write home about. You like egg noodles and chicken no, noodle soup? No, I don't soup? like noodles. No, I don't, I'm telling you, I don't like noodles. You God, like you movies about Roman gladiators? So You're so weird with food, Joe. I mean, there, only, yeah. only in the nicest way. Right. There isn't a woman on the planet who doesn't think, no, not think, know that she makes the best lasagna ever. It's true. It's lasagna true. is, well, that, that's that laborious. to be true in my house. Well, I See? think it's pretty true in my house. Yeah. Well, and well, mine too. Know, the layers, it's, it's, it's laborious. It's hard to make. It's not easy. I, I, we don't need the rundown. We're just <laughs> talking. You can about. take noodles <laughs> and you can put, you know, yeah. Wild sausage, life. ground beef. Wildlife officials in Oklahoma shared photos of a massive 67-pound invasive bighead carp wow. reeled in from the Grand Lake area. Did you see these wow, pictures? No. The thing was gigantic. Two guys were holding it across their bodies. What a big carp. Gigantic. Wow. The Oklahoma Department of Wildlife Conservation said a group with High Water Guide Service was fishing in the Grand Lake system when members reeled in the big male fish. The fish was caught after the department asked for local fishing guides to help capture invasive fish in the area. What state Shop- was this, John? Oklahoma. Oklahoma. For some Oklahoma. reason, Noodling. in my, my mind's eye, I'm seeing the entire town of Folda gathered around the back of a pickup truck. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> the department uh, said, shout out to High Water Guide Service for reeling in this massive 67-pound bighead carp. They've gotten us a few now, and we simply can't appreciate it enough. The ODWC said the fish and others reeled in from the Grand Lake system will be used for research into the local fish population. An auction company is expecting to get ten dollars to $15,000 for an unusual piece of music history, the MTV Gong from the 1980s. Bonham said the MTV Gong, which is available for bidding until 3 o'clock this afternoon, was one of two made for the cable network. The one in the auction was used by MTV at events and on the air throughout that decade. Uh, The listing says it was famously used by Tina Turner when she appeared as a guest presenter for a show where she talked about her favorite music videos in 1986. She kicked off the show by turning upside down on the gong stand to bang the gong with her feet. The steel-hammered gong, which bears the MTV logo, does not include the stand, according to the auction listing. There's no more video TV shows, are there? Not on MTV. MTV is just pretty much reality TV shows now. Exactly. It was quite revolutionary when it began. It was. 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 But video (laughs) killed the radio star. Yeah. Here's uh, something you don't normally think about. My favorite was uh, the re- the replacement video suit. The um, they made a couple of videos video where the only thing in the video was a speaker. Yeah, I saw those. Yeah. <laughs> something you don't normally think about. I suppose it could be a problem anywhere. Maine is facing a severe housing shortage at the time, but what, at this time, I'm sorry. But what you might not know is they're also running out of space underground. Portland's Evergreen Cemetery is the largest in the state. 65,000 people are there, but they're running out of burial spots, and they only have about 40 lots left. Yeah, there's plenty of room. Don't worry about it. Well, that's the same story in other cemeteries in the city, though, too. They're all at capacity, Joe. Well, so in the woods. They're not, well, can't, can't you got to park uh, them somewhere. Can't that's we tear right. out some or get rid of some of them? Yeah. I mean, Ooh, come on. be a time limit. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you get 50 years, and you're out of here. Yeah, that's right. 
Mike Siamaga is director of cemeteries in Portland. Before coming there, he worked at a similar job in Brooklyn in New York. He says they face the same issue there that he's facing in Maine. One of those guys are like supers. You know, the cemetery club. They just keep moving around to get on? better gigs. Where you? I'm over at Evergreen right I'm now. I'm going to go to Maine. I got a hell of an offer. <laughs> Ultimately, they plan to try and uh, get an expansion for the cemetery, but that has to be approved by several boards. I would love working at a cemetery. Peaceful, except for my mower, on your own all day. That would just be fantastic. Okay. Good and spe Interesting. Good Speaking job. of cemeteries, in Poland... A grief-stricken son is facing jail time. Oh. After it was discovered, he dug up his late mom's body and set her down on the sofa and left her there. Okay, Ed Gein, you weirdo. <laughs> Police found the woman's mummified remains inside the home of the man named only as Marion L. in Radlin, Poland, yep. after his estranged brother-in-law raised concerns about his mental health. A search of the 76-year-old's home found the remains of mom propped up on a sofa on a pile of newspapers that he dated from mom, two. Did he? Oh, wait a minute! No, the logistics of digging up a grave. I, I assume there was no vault involved here. Well, he got mom back. You pop the coffin so. in the vault and you know fill it oh. up. The woman had passed away and was buried more than thirteen years ago, according I'm to prosecutors. Bubble. Oh, wait a minute! Yeah, now, describe ahead. the scene. Describe the scene of him digging up mom. What what utensil does he have? Got the bad shovel. Got you know, it's the shovel with the, the short handle. The <laughs> short oh, yeah. no, no, yeah. no. It's just one of those really crummy sh square shovels. Square shovel. Yeah. Oh, and he's, God. he's kind of in ragged clothing. Yep, yep. It's... And he, he's nervously always looking around to see, see if, if somebody's... A, right. a lot of muttering going yeah. on. Just, it took him hours. It did. So he had to bring refreshments. Well, he brought what a is, bag is... lunch. He brought a bag lunch. A kind of a, a, a gingham check. Right here. Show uh, me. Yeah. Show no, me the thermos. It's I've this actually, thermos right I've there. I've actually got a new one. Oh, no. Uh, no. My World War II era okay. one. Is... I, do, I do have one quote in this story from the district prosecutor's office, and I want to say it only because I want Rook to tell me. I, I know his Polish background. Yeah. I don't know how to say this name, Rook. Are you ready? I am writing her down right now. I'm it's, the only member of this cast who's actually been to Poland. Uh, I've huh. been in Poland. Well, aren't you lucky? <laughs> I can see it's I'm so jealous. The yeah. dubs, yeah. Uh -huh. It's uh, Joanna S-M-O-R-C-Z-E-W-S-K-A. Or a Czechia. Smorshuska? Smorshuska. Moshevska. The, the W is, yeah. becomes an F. It's a how, yes. how long had she been interred? Thirteen. Uh, years. She had been in. Yeah, so since he's 2010. down there. I'm seeing bones flying out of the hole. Yeah. Well, I I think he dug her up a long time ago because it says the newspapers date back to 2009. Uh, she was buried in January of 2010, so it sounds to me like he went right away and and grabbed. So her. she was still kind of uh, ripe. Kind yeah, of pliable, if you, if you will. Yeah, yeah. By the time he got, I, I, oh, boy, I he can bend her in the sitting position. My yeah, people are not helping the stereotype here. Okay. Sitting on the couch, you know. But I mean, that's a clothespin on your nose time, How isn't do you it? Lug her home. Wheelbarrow, maybe. A, yeah. a bad wagon, or a wheelbarrow, or a wheelbarrow. Or a really bad. Maybe he had maybe he had a little European car. He could just throw. My mom thinks that Weekend at Bernie's is the funniest movie ever made. She yeah. she laughs so hard that she cries. That explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I've never seen Weekend at Bernie's, I confess. Neither have I. Well, I know the premise. Yeah, and I know the actor that played Bernie. It was Vic Hitler on Hill Street Blues. Okay. Hitler? Vic Hitler, he was a comedian. That was the joke on Hill Street Blues. He was named Vic Hitler, so he wasn't really a, a big hit at the... Anyway, what else you got there? That's John? all I got. That was the last oh, story. Which very that's, good, and I really appreciate it, and uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll return uh, in just a moment. Was that sincere? Not really. As far as you know. <laughs> all right, then. 49 is going to be... I just took a sneak preview. April 3rd, Monday, is really an active ice out day. Really? Oh, good. I'm looking forward to it. Can hardly wait. No. Why'd you do that to me? 101. Write you a letter. Is she snowing yet? Are we blizzardy yet? Tonight I can't hold Okie doke. Um, Markets up. Excuse me. Goodness. And you will let her tomorrow. Tonight I can't hold. 60% chance of something at 2 o'clock. All right, you ready, Bob? Sure. A twins opener will be 39 degrees. Yeah. My phone. And you can't even put the shift on now. Yesterday, uh, I flipped on the Cubs game. It was sunny out, but the wind chill was 31. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, that's going to hurt if you hit one off the fists. Okay, I got my bump, and I am rolling. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. You can help your engine run better and last longer with Seafoam Motor Treatment. Seafoam cleans the harmful gunk and gum and varnish from the entire fuel system. It's safe, it's easy to use on all kinds of cars, trucks, machinery, cylinders. Just pour it in your fuel tank, let it do all the work for you. Pick up a can anywhere that automotive products are sold, auto parts stores, big retailers, Hardware, small retailers, farm stores, you name it. Uh, it's all over this great big world. A local company, a global reach, and a wonderful product in a world of bad gas. Seafoam. Suchi boy. I'm worried that Robert Downey Jr. is back on the devil's dandruff. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's making quite a statement there. He wants to get rid of his car collection to save the earth. Somebody's got to get to him and say it really won't make that much difference. He's signed up and he's doing a show on one of these Disney networks and he's turning it into a show. And not only is he giving away these cars... He's turning them into electric cars, Such. Yeah. Well, Neil Young's trying to do the same thing with a Lincoln Continental. Um, a 1965 Corvette. Oh, no. 
He's already got a few electric cars, an Audi e-tron GT concept. Oh, no. uh, a good thing, he, he had a uh, an old Camaro from the 60s rebuilt and restored, and he gave it away to Chris Evans. I hope that Chris Evans is smart enough not to uh, do anything like that. An Audi R8. Yeah. How about, can you see this? Tear the engine out of a custom Boss 302 no. Mustang, no. which in itself is ri- a pile of junk boss mustang is a miracle Mm -hmm. and this guy's got a beautiful one he's going to take the engine out of it have you ever heard of a fisker karma yes yeah that one uh a 2009 audi r8 an acura nsx a concept car another audi he really loves the audis a porsche 993 Mm -hmm. how much does that car weigh a couple hundred pounds light car Mm -hmm. he's gonna weigh that thing down with a big battery uh, an R8, another one, a convertible, a Ferrari, California T. Are you really going to do that to a Ferrari? Well, uh, I don't know much about him, but I now think really less of him. Uh, an S, he's got a bunch of uh, Mercedes. He's got an S-Series. He's got an SL convertible, <laughs> uh, Bentley Continental, uh, another Bentley Continental. Uh, what is this old Mercedes-Benz Pagoda? It looks like it was made in the early 70s. Just a little thing. No, they have a that, that roof style was called Pagoda. It was probably a 230 or 280 SL. Yeah, this oh, this article doesn't give years or engines. They, they really should be ashamed of themselves. A lot of Audis, as far as I'm concerned, he can do whatever he wants with the Audis. But I think I was most um, offended by the Porsche and that Mustang Boss. That was just a... That that car makes me sweat. Makes me want to take my clothes off. <laughs> oh, I've been yeah. watching. I've been watching too many of these reruns of the Rockford Files. I gotta have about a '74 Firebird. <laughs> you know that car wasn't as basic as they made it look. They did a lot of tricks to that car so Jim could do you know drive it like it should be driven. Yeah, it was a fine um, but it was car. that uh, Firebird. That was the car of the people then, especially that model, that base model. But yeah, yeah, he could drive, man. He did those. What do you call those things when you back up and then turn around? Oh, I call them Rockfords. Rockfords. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How do you do one? I want to uh, try. Well, I call them the S words. You got to take your traction control off, and then you floor it in reverse, push in the clutch, grab the handbrake, swim it, swing it around, put it into gear, take the handbrake off, and you're on your way. Okay. But he not only like did he you can't do it with an autom- <laughs> Can you do it with an automatic? Uh, I have with a pickup truck. He yeah. has, but it was by accident. Because that Firebird <laughs> he drives is an automatic. Wet pavement or gravel helps. Yeah. Um, but uh, Rockford, not only did he have a racing team, he ended up being a driver, too. Mm-hmm. He's a hell of a driver. Well, he was also uh, a hell of a, uh, uh, a private detective who served time <laughs> in Clinton. San yeah, Clinton. that whole trench coat thing. Last night, they had so much. uh, Remember when we had Stephen Cannell on? Yes, one more thing. Remember we had Stephen Cannell? Yeah. And and he knew damn well I wanted to ask him about Rockford and Angel. And he said, look, let's promote the book, and then you can ask me all about it. And uh, The late. Yeah. They had a lot of fun with that Angel Martin character. Oh, he was just the perfect foil. He was a perfect comic relief. During uh he had to fake die and have a ceremony for him because it was part of one of Rockford's cons. Yeah. But of course Angel couldn't resist, so he showed up at the church <laughs> to listen to what people might say about him. And and the uh the cleric said, 
it, it tried to make everything that uh, Angel did sound good. And he yeah. said, he, uh, he left the Army after high consultation with some of the nation's highest colonels and majors. Well, he got kicked out of the Army. He was twisting it. Only because they come to us Already? all the way. I thought you were doing ice outs. I did ice outs at the beginning. Okay. Only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Umpumalanga, South Africa, from the traveling Lymans at Worldwide Waftage. It was on this day. Well, this is March 31st, Joe. 1810. 18. Newspaper editor James Goodhue was born in Hebron, New Hampshire. In 1849, he established the territory's first newspaper, the Minnesota Pioneer, which promoted the territory both within its borders and beyond. Goodhue died in 1852, but in 1858, Jane Gray Swisshelm used his press after hers was destroyed. And for that, you'd see March 24th. Hmm. I don't dun, have dun, that dun. On this day oh in 1847, March the, 31st, for the fourth and final time, Seth Eastman took command of Fort Snelling. Hmm. And on this day in 19... What, did, what year was that? 1847. Oh. And on this day in 1918, Roald Amundsen, the famed Norwegian polar explorer, explorer who had discovered the South Pole in 1911, addressed a large audience in Duluth about the ongoing battle of World War I and appealed to the people of the United States, especially American labor, to stand behind the president and to, and to the last ditch and to work with 100% efficiency to end the war. After remarking that Norwegian in this country would be pleased to know after the war that they too have had a share in the liberation of mankind, Amundsen continued a speaking tour of Minnesota and later left for Norway to prepare for a North Pole expedition. How freaked out would you be if you were at the North or the South Pole proper and taking a step in whatever direction you would be going North, South, East, or West? Isn't that, wouldn't that be overwhelming? Not necessarily. Anyway. You start walking, you're going out to North America. You walk the other way, you're walking to Russia. And finally, on this day in, in 1934. In theory, couldn't you do that anywhere? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. In 1934. Yeah. I guess it's a little more underwhelming than fun. Okay. Finally, on this day in 1934. 31. 34. A shootout between John Dillinger and the FBI occurred at the Lincoln Court Apartments in St. Paul. They're still there. Uh -huh. Yep. Lincoln and Lexington. Yep. Uh, Dillinger escaped, but a few months later was shot to death by FBI agents in Chicago. They were after, They were onto him. Oh yeah, right there at the Lincoln Court Apartments. Did I he, believe they're on Lexington, right at uh, right at Lincoln. Yeah. Did they? Um, did he die in a shootout, or did the FBI guys just were they, they just trying uh, to? No, they ambushed him. What movie was he yeah. walking out? There you of? go. Just came out of the theater. Yeah, I don't know. I'll know it when you say it. Wizard of Oz. Tell me who the star was of that movie. Rock Hudson. Clark Gable. I don't know. It Picnic. was 1934. Picnic. Uh, 1934. Was I don't know the movie. It was 1934. Kenny doesn't remember either, obviously. Kenny doesn't <laughs> know Kenny, way to bring it up. My mom had her picture taken um, while yeah. Victor Mature was holding her. Good. Yeah. That's good. 
Thank you, GLers. Uh, uh, who I think is it was yeah, a failed Kenny? Experiment. Kenny doesn't want to leave until. Who was uh, one of the actors that played Philip Marlowe? That guy. Um, um, uh, 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 what's his name? Um, Jim. Oh, I got to look it up. What movie was Dylan Jim? We can't go until. Cares. No, we got to get this solved. We're not going anywhere. Did we skip Sit tight. Oh, oh, we shoot. did. We oh. forgot all about. That's all right. Yeah. That's Pat, so I don't want to bother him. He's taking a nap. I completely spaced on that. He didn't text me. Well, he wouldn't know to text me. He's leaving the Biograph Theater. I can't find the movie. Oh, God, you guys. Uh, no. Who cares? <laughs> Joe, you're not inquisitive enough. That's the problem. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm not curious. <laughs> you just don't care about stuff that matters. That's yeah, Joe, matter. come on. What the hell's wrong with you? <clears throat> Hey, when's the final four in hockey? Next weekend? I don't know. You're not going to pull out a sports segment, are you? I, I am. Wilder hotter than a pistol. I'm going to look at something. Wolves are going to lose. Manhattan, the final four in hockey's next weekend. Manhattan melodrama, and I was wrong. It was Cla Clark Gable. Clark and Gable, Martin I guessed Ward. Clark Gable. See? Yeah, you were right. I'm sorry. Well, way to pull that one out, Johnny. Uh, also, uh, on the Today in Minnesota History, that Seth Eastman fellow, I knew I knew his name. Uh, he was known for his paintings also of Native Americans. I'll be darned. Oh, the guy I'll who was in charge of Fort Snelling. Right. Yeah. Right. That's fantastic. Yeah, you can't make it up. <laughs> I, I would note that, because Pat would note it, that the Grinding Mankato hockey coach here. is moving to Wisconsin, Mike Hastings. He had a hell of a run at, the, at Mankato, and now he's going to take over the Badger program. <laughs> Hmm. Well, let's hit the road here, folks. Get get to the store and get supplies like the uh, Frankie. Frankie, Frankie will tell you. Frankie McDonald. Uh, like I'm telling you, get to PodMN on your smartphone and check out other podcasts that might entertain and educate you. It's super easy to do. Then you go to GarageLogic.com. You sign up for the GarageLogic Town Council, where you're rewarded. With a $10 Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Store gift card. Yes. Just go to garagelogic.com, pay your 10 bucks a month or 100 bucks for a year, and you will be whistling Dixie, if you know what I mean. Finally, head over to, what is that thing called? Um, YouTube. we got a YouTube channel. You can subscribe to it. Garage Logic does. It's a really, really neat thing. With the exception of 2012, when we opened the garage door on March 16th, we have had a lot of late openers. Yeah. I thought we were supposed to be uh, in a warming planet. Bye. Are you still doing the show? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, John. Were we off the air when I said that? Uh, well, I haven't well, stopped recording. Really, so still on now, if you want to be. This is now. bonus material yeah. here, folks. Yeah. I mean, do, really. Do another segment right now. Right? People Monday. pay for that. Guess what's coming up next? I hit the stop button. <laughs> All righty. May of 08, May in, 19, in 2010, May, May in 1941, the war had Late just April begun. in uh, 13, late mid-April in 15, uh, May 4th, 2018. We were at a bar in Prior Lake for that show. Uh, May 31st Charlie's in 2019. May 31st. May, May 1st, 2020. May 21st, 2021. What the hell? The Sam Hell. 4.25 on 08. Saying it's Young's birthday. 
Yeah, is he still wearing those funny little suits? Oh, of course. Of course he is. He's only 68. Those guys live in Australia? I would assume. I don't know. I mean, maybe they moved. Who knows? <laughs> I have no idea, Joe. I don't either. Are you ready for me, Rook? Presque. Uh, Almost. Trim that out. Uh, and you will have to record a new Grunhoffers 60, but we can't mention the Easter hams because it's going to be generic that's going to run. And it will run after. Um, after, after. Run after what? Easter. I. Uh, See a picture of Robert Plant on Twitter with a ton of records laying around him, and one of them is the replacements. Did you like that song? Plant song? I'm in the mood for melody. It's all right. Joe, go ahead. On uh the description. Yeah, I'll take it now. I'll just see. <laughs> We have a Mysterian Minnesota legislator, comma, yep. Maria, just the way it sounds, yep. Issa, I-S-A, comma, yep. who actually works for a living, period, She's a hip hop artist. Got it. The Ford Motor Company will send drones to get your EV back on the road. Got it. Uh, it turns out that train derailments yep. are not uncommon. Uncommon common sense. John Height News. I'm going to text Pat and say we had memoromania. Yeah. Spell Mysterian. M-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A-N, right? Yep. Why does it look wrong? 
M Y S T E R I A N. Kenny must really have nothing to do because he's still sitting there. Uh, no, I uh, I had to do a thing for Mary, and I wanted to get it out of the way, so I'm done now. I'm going to have to go in and try that on my computer. Yeah, and now I'm going to try ADP. But it usually, usually takes me a few tries, but uh, I'm, not, uh, I'm not the best. <clears throat> Just signing in is a pain for me. I'm in on the first try. Nice. Amazing. Amazing. Oh. What do you do? Do you just go AD? You just Google ADP? Oh, I've got it saved on my taskbar, and then I've got my password and all that stuff saved, and then they have to send me a code on my phone, and I have to enter that in. I would go up to Mary and ask, no, you've got to get it in, I think, before noon on Monday, I think, is the final, final day. Well, I can do it today. I, as soon as we do this, granddad. You yeah. might have to have Mayor come down and babysit you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think your heart is strong enough to. I think it is. Cope right, with I'm it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I can see a stroke, uh, an eyeball no, popping out, or one of... eyeball popping out. Yeah, you know, something like that. All right, we're going to go here. So, we didn't work last week on Friday. Friday, did we? Right. All right. How far are you away from me doing a grunt? Because if you're far away, I'll go in this other room and start working on payroll. Uh, I'm 10 seconds away from you. So about 15 minutes. Yeah, about 15 minutes. <laughs> believe me, that's true. It'll be about 15 minutes. I'm just labeling this and then we'll, we'll roll. So the one I did yesterday, they didn't use. Uh, they probably could run it, but they can't run it after Easter. Well, Spencer's pretty keen on selling hams. I got news for you. Is Easter yeah. when? Not a week this from Sunday. Week from yeah. Sunday. Well, then why does this one have to be done? Why can't it be done? I'm next doing week? a generic one that runs on uh, Score North. Oh. So I can't. I can't link it to Easter. Um, twelve. Two. Okay, let's do a quick record, Suchi style. Uh, you guys want to bail? Yeah, I'll head out, I guess. Okay. Oh, so if I I'll, can. Yeah, I'll kill the... Uh, we're not going to be doing anything exciting for the um, town council. Cool. I'll All see right, you Monday. Yep. Party on. Uh, we're still rolling on council, so um, I need you to go in three... Two, one. The best meat in Minnesota is Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. Two locations, Hugo on Highway 61 and Forest Lake on Highway 97, just east 
of Interstate 35. All Grunhofer's beef is Minnesota-grown, beef for Minnesota's farmers. 140 flavors of brats, including the world-famous gummy brat, town ball meatloaf, rookie burgers. Uh, that's only the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, I'm going to give me some rookie burgers. Let's go. They, they, Every kind of meat you can imagine, like a pork shoulder. You ever done yes, that? Yes. Oh man, they've got them. They've got stuffed everything. chicken breasts, all different flavors, Joe. Thick cut, double smoked bacon and hams, and I'm telling you something. It's a meat emporium. It's a carnival of meat. Yes, it is. GLers have met each other at Hugo's. Long term at at Grunhofer's. Long term relations have been established. It's Grunhofer's old fashioned meats in Hugo and in Forest Lake. There was one word slip up, but I don't think it's a big deal. Or do you okay? No, I think we'll be okay. Hugo and in Forest Lake. Best meat in Minnesota is Grunhofer's old fashioned meats, two locations, Hugo on Highway sixty one. And Forest Lake on Highway 97.